Hey guys, Trent Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talk of the Town. Hey sports fans, Nick Davis here and you're listening to Moving the Chain. Yeah, welcome to episode five of Moving the Chains. Every every week, boys, I watch Chad Townsend do his own intro. Obviously, he's a social media star, so I feel like we need to start getting a little bit something of something more more character, boys. Something. Wake up, Dickie. Wake up. Look like you've just woken up. <laughs> I'd like to have a coffee or something before we start. Uh, welcome to another episode of Moving the Chains, episode five. Thanks to our friends at thoughtsport.com.au, and of course, you can see the signs behind us. Thanks to our friends at Ink uh, Signs at Kiriwee. There, they hook these up. So, well done. Uh, we'll probably get them up a little bit better with some lighting in the next couple of weeks. But I say hello to the boys, Chad Townsend. He's a week away from playing in the NRL, but he's broken his thumb, probably out there trying to dunk on that uh, eight-foot hoop that he's got out the front. <laughs> Daddy, you're going to be right to go for round, uh, round three, mate. Yes, Sally, good to be back on another episode, mate. The thumb is going well. Dislocated and fractured the top joint of my thumb, but um, it's not uh, too severe. I've been able to train fully, so, mate, I'll be there in about a week and a half's time. Yeah, he's all shaved down. He's got the haircut as well. He actually said there was a bit of paparazzi sitting out the front of his house, uh, just trying to get that story. Trent Copeland, uh, there'd be no paparazzi sitting out in front of your house, mate. The Sheffield yep. Shield crowd can't even get in. So, uh, mate, how are you going? And uh, you ready to talk some NFL tonight? I am, yeah. Good to see your jokes. I haven't got any better this week, mate. But I'm glad <laughs> your throat's better. Uh, no cups of tea tonight, I hope. Yeah, no cups of tea and no shitting myself like last week. Uh, Nick <laughs> Davis, it's nice to see you awake, mate. We know it's past your bedtime. <laughs> it's a bit late, but, you know, it's year six homeschooling has taken it out of me. So, you know, early to bed, I've got school in the morning. Yeah, early to bed. And if you can hear anything in the background, boys, it's uh, it's Fortnite being played by Jordan. So uh, he's been wrapped up in the last dance. All right, let's get stuck into it on tonight's show, boys. Uh, we're going to do a free agent deep dive. What's best of the rest? And we're going to talk about a bit of strength of schedule that's come out from the NFL this week and talk to all the boys about their fields of, you know, whether you get a favourable draw or not, whether that can help you win a championship in your field. The NFC North Deep Dive and, of course, our topsport.com.au special offers. Uh, Copes has got his MVP and stay tuned because it's an absolute doozy. Uh, and, of course, fan questions. But we'll get straight into it, boys. Chad Townsend. Free agent deep dive, best of the rest. Now, Cam Newton's still out there, obviously, is the big one. We've talked about him pretty much on every show. But uh, there's still a couple of quality little uh, running backs out there that can help a team. Yeah, look, see, at the moment, there's um, there's a number of names, and I guess, you know, high-profile names over the last few years that have made, you know, names for himself. And the one that comes to mind is Devontae Freeman. I think the fact that he's still unsigned he was the starting running back there at the Atlanta Falcons signed a pretty decent contract um you know had a few bad seasons through injury um you know you've also got Lamar Miller LaShawn McCoy and even Carlos Hyde um and I know we'll talk about you know some potential suitors for these guys but there's still some running back depth out there should teams need to fill this position Copes it's a running back's a position that's probably undervalued by some but overvalued by others uh, it's important having a good backup if you're going to go all the way into January and win the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just to have a good backup, but I think um, in those matchups where you need something different, uh, you need a guy to just run between the tackles for you for you know the first half to get that established lead. Um, you know, if you've got a high draft pick uh, this year, like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, um, for the Chiefs, I think he's going to walk straight into a, a prominent role. 
but it might well be the first couple of games that Damian Williams is actually the lead back while he finds his feet. So that that type of role could be out there for a LaShawn McCoy, a Carlos Hyde, um, who I've watched a lot of playing for the 49ers. I think he's underrated. Um, those type of guys, I could see someone potentially... Here's, let's start with a landing spot that I like. Um, one is Philly. I think Miles Sanders is an absolute stud. Make no mistake about that. I think he's going to be the main man uh, this year. But I think one of these guys could well go into that offense and be... You know, LaShawn McCoy is an Eagles favourite, fan favourite. Um, he seems to be the one that, I mean, he was on the Chiefs last year, but I think he would have the coach's trust, you know, Carson Wentz's trust. And if anything ever happened to Miles Sanders, I see him being a guy who could step in and fill that mould. Dickie, what about Devontae Freeman? A couple of years ago for Atlanta, uh, before that Super Bowl loss, he was one of the best running backs in the league and could catch it out of the backfield as well. Where could you see a guy like him landing? And yeah, could he potentially be a final piece to a championship contender? Yeah, look, it seems to be a position where you um, where your stock rises pretty quickly and then it falls at the end just as quickly. Uh, Todd Gurley is probably another example of that. Who, uh, who was it just a... <laughs> Started of the competition and now he's just sort of been shipped around and moved on. So, look, I think uh, Pittsburgh maybe could be a, a, a spot. Um, James Conner, obviously, look, Pittsburgh went from having, you know, Le'Veon Bell and James Conner sitting there with two of the best running backs in the competition to, to James Conner there having to do the lion's share of work with Antonio Brown moving on and then Big Ben getting injured. It all sort of fell on him last season and then he got hurt. So... Um, I think one of these veteran running backs um, would be a really good fit at Pittsburgh. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see where all that fit. Chad, would you have any complaints you know, if, the, if the Browns reached out to one of these guys to try and get them in? Just so maybe not they need them, but to try and take them away from someone that might, might grab them in your division. Oh, look, see, I don't think we're in that position to, to take a running back at the moment. I think we're in a great position with Nick Chubb, who's, you know, showed exactly what he can do. We've got Kareem Hunt there, um, who's, you know, the backup, who also show what he can do. So um, I'm not sure who will play that third, that third role, but um, at the moment, I think we're pretty comfortable at the running back position. Yeah, quick question for you, Chad, without notice. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's had a shave and he looks like he's, with the with getting rid of the beard, he's dropped about 50 pounds as well. Um, are you still confident that Cleveland are going to win more than five games this year? 100%. Hey, Big Ben hasn't been training all off-season. He's just been drinking beers. So, Mate, um... he, does, he looks sensational. He looks like he could be back like, playing fully fit. Uh, it looks like been... when Ron, Ron Burgundy in... Uh, he does. When he, when he goes... <laughs> Uh, when he's off the news team and then when he gets called back to the news team, when he goes in and has a shave and he, damn, that boy looks good. Uh, <laughs> uh, very good. Very good, Nick Davis. It's nice to see you awake so early in the show. Uh, we're really enjoying that. Uh, boys, moving on. I just want to talk, um, I thought Strength of Schedule came out today. Obviously, uh, ESPN and the NFL, they all rank those and it's a, of the winning percentage of teams last year. I just thought it was an interesting talking point, uh, talking to, to Nick Davis throughout the week. Uh, through the podcast that we do together, you, know, you need to have a bit of a favourable draw if you are to have some luck along the way, take away injuries and form and stuff like that. Because I'm looking at the schedule here for some of these teams, and a team like the Dallas Cowboys, they play a team. They, their schedule next year is under 500 total. Um, Nick, you you had GWS when they came into the competition. It was almost free two wins every year and, and not everyone gets to play them twice a year. How important is strength of schedule? And can you see any teams 
uh, that are going to be favoured by this draw with the NFL. Yeah, it, it's been, and we can throw it up on our on our Twitter and, and our Instagram. It, I'm not sure if there's a competition in the world that's got a fair schedule. Mm. Um, look, at, at the Swans, when GWS come in, obviously having two Sydney teams, we were able to play them twice a year. And, and when they were up and coming, well then, yeah, it was, it was two wins. Sometimes West Coast get the, the Dockers, and when they were going through a rebuild, it's two wins. Um, when I was playing, we, we'd always have to play West Coast twice because... The AFL wanted it. it was a big draw card, so we knew well we 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 we've got to go to Perth. We probably won't win that game. So um, look, it, it, I I think it is actually a more media beat up than what it, what it really is. I, I think good teams go wherever they need to go and they just win. Um, I think it's somewhere it's something for the media to talk about at the start of the year. I think it's somewhere for teams that are struggling to latch hold of and supporters to latch hold of, um, but. Being in the, the teams that I was in and the successful teams that I've been around, it, on the inner sanctum, uh, it's used as motivation mm. purely, not as a deterrent. So, um, and look, the big time, like the Cowboys get good games at good times. Uh, look, the Raiders this year have got some prime time games because they want to show off Vegas. So it's important that my team make the most of that. Copes, your cricket's probably the one sport where you could have it as even as possible, where you could probably play each other three times. Uh, the amount of teams obviously comes into it. These, you know, the NFL could never play each other twice and all that kind of stuff. Same with the NRL. I don't think it would ever get to that. But when you look at it, you know, Baltimore looks like it has an easy schedule. Pittsburgh, Dallas, you know, they've got the three easiest schedules this year according to what happened last year. Anyone else stand out in there? And, and what are your experiences when you play? Uh, I guess cricket's probably not a rebuilding term, but there's certainly some easy wins every year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think probably the Big Bash is the best example of um, the teams like Sydney. They have two teams. You play each other twice, whereas you play each other team in the competition just once. Um, Certainly in the initial phase of the competition, it was like that. So, uh, for example, the Sydney Thunder didn't win a game for the first two seasons. So the Sydney Sixers immediately had a leg up over the rest of the competition. So uh, that's probably where I've seen it most. The other one is maybe individuals establishing their career in something like test cricket. Um, the strength of schedule can often give you opportunities where if you debut playing India in India, you're probably up against it to keep your spot. But if you play against, uh, with all due respect, obviously, but uh, Bangladesh, you know, in Australia, for example, you're probably going to start your career with a little easier strength of schedule. So that's probably where... Um, I mean, talking in an NFL sense, um, some of these guys that do have a favourable schedule, like the Steelers or the Ravens, if you think about the Ravens, maybe J.K. Dobbins hits the ground running because their strength of schedule is through the roof. So maybe that's something to watch out for. Some of these younger, offensive-minded guys that were taken in the draft, think about that, maybe for fantasy as well, but um, certainly for teams that have new pieces on offence, um, that strength of schedule can really just help them find their feet a little easier. Yeah, that's right. Chad, we'll never get to the stage where we play each other twice in the NRL. But certainly, I mean, the draw going forward, and it's no disrespect to teams that you know, haven't been good to start the year or each year, but you know that the, the contenders, there's probably only five or six. When you look at a draw, you, you don't circle every game. You circle some games that you probably know that if you turn up and you're not quite at your best, you're still going to get the job done. 
Yeah, 100%. I think Dickie really hit the nail on the head um, and explained it really well. I think the fact that um, in, in a, on an inner sanctum on a team, you use it as motivation. And, you know, I know for a fact, us at the Sharks, if we look at our draw and, for example, we're playing, like this season's obviously a bit different, but a normal season, if we know we're playing Melbourne twice, like we know we're up for a, a big game. And beating Melbourne in Melbourne is a tough game. And there are some other teams where if you play them twice, well, the, the likelihood of beating them are obviously, it's more likely that we'll win than if we're versing someone like Melbourne. So I think, you know, strength of schedule, it does play a tiny a tiny bit, but um, all in all, it's the team who turns up on the day, the team who takes their opportunities and wins the close games. I think the good teams who take their opportunities are the ones who win the tight games. Hey, boys, just quickly, are we expecting... Because there's no off-season, are we expecting a lot of teams to be a little bit conservative to start the NFL season because it is virtual? Are we expecting teams not, you know, Miami, we've talked about Tua Tungvaluwa, are we expecting them to ease him into it because he hasn't had the reps to be able to get them in, Chad? I think so, for sure. I mean, you're looking at, um, I'm not sure if many people have seen rookie minicamp at the moment. It's all been done on, on virtual. So these rookies are getting their, you know, their playbooks all on their pads, um, notebooks, etc., to basically go through themselves. Obviously, they'd be able to go through to the facility. You know, quite often we see at the draft, the players, you know, they get off the private, they get flown into the private jet, into the facilities, tour the facilities, meet the coaches, um, get familiar with the surroundings. But that's obviously not possible at the moment. So I think, you know, even training camp, you know, who knows what training camp is going to look like for these players once, you know, they return. Yeah, just on that quickly, I think it could be not a positive, but this is how the new generation learn. And, and being a coach and being a bet of this new generation, that they learn on iPads, they learn on, on screens. Whereas we're sort of the, of the generation where you got you got out there and you trained it and you worked it and you just it was blood, sweat, and tears. Whereas these kids, they, they know how to take things in visually off iPads and, and limited information. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah, it will be interesting. Hopefully the NRL gets underway uh, on schedule. But that strength of schedule was certainly interesting to look at. Another thing that's been uh, probably interesting to look at is the NFC North, boys. And uh, we do our odds thanks to our major sponsor, topsport.com.au, where you can get all the best offers in the game. You got uh, a bumped up offer for Russell Wilson last week, which is Chad Townsend's MVP pick. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you got an extra $5 on that if you were on Nick Davis's pick there. So uh, they're doing head-to-heads, they're doing futures, they're doing college football, all that stuff. Plan to go ahead, topsport.com.au. Make sure you log on and have a look. Please gamble responsibly and have a little bit of fun with it. Boys, the NFC North, it's a two-horse race like most divisions are um, at the moment. Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago and Detroit. Green Bay, Minnesota, $2.62 apiece. Chicago, $4.50, and Detroit Lions. Well, they're just making up the numbers, $7.50. Copes, Green Bay, does Aaron Rodgers get it done again or are Minnesota just an all-round better team and, and the $2.62 looks good offer? Uh, look, I'm going to say I think Green Bay do get it done. Um, don't underestimate Stefan Diggs' influence in Minnesota. Um, they've shipped him out and, uh, look, they got Jefferson in the draft. They've got some other pieces on defense that are going to line themselves well. But uh, look, to me, I've been thinking about what they did in the draft, Green Bay. And I think other than setting themselves up well for the future, this is a real rocket that they've put up Aaron Rodgers that might just kick him on to not only being the league MVP, as the boys have discussed in recent times, Dickie's certainly on that, um, but it could well just drive him to go, you know what, 
not only am I going to play well, but I'm going to prove every one of you in this organisation that I'm not done and I am nowhere near done. Uh, and if he does that, it could drive them. Look, his supporting cast, they didn't draft any skill position guys, but they did sign Devin Funches. They let Jimmy Graham go, but look, they seem to feel like they're adequate in the pass-catching area alongside Devontae Adams. Um, and a few of their rookies last year maybe didn't hit like they would have hoped. They're going to be healthy again and, and going again this year. Alan Lazard is someone who I think you can watch out for as a bit of a smoky. And then their running back group is as good as anyone in the league. Aaron Jones is an absolute superstar. Uh, Jamal Williams and then uh, young guy Dylan, I think they took in the draft this year, I think is, is one to watch as well. So look, I think they're, they're adequately shaped um, on paper, but then you add in the rocket that Aaron Rodgers got underneath him and I really like it. Yeah, I feel like, Nick, that he's got a chip on his shoulder this year, which is you know, $31 you got if you're listening to our first uh, podcast when you came out with that uh, statement from Top Sport. They bumped it up. Minnesota, though, interesting team. I, I don't mind watching Minnesota, probably because there's a little bit of Kirk Cousins in all of us. Chad, you'd, you'd understand this where, you know... This will be interesting. You've probably been able to play at that championship standard, but... At certain stages before we won championships, you know, you probably didn't get the respect you deserved. Um, he's going to have to take that Minnesota team, Nick, to the next level. But I enjoy watching them play, even though um, they have knocked out the Saints the last couple of years. I enjoy the, the storyline around Kirk Cousins and whether he can get it done in the bright lights. Yeah, I, look, I think um, he's a, an established quarterback there. But I think Coach's point was, was spot on with Stefan Diggs. I think... Adam Thielen sees plenty of traffic, plenty of double teams this year. And, and look, they were, uh, they were really good. I had both of them in my fantasy and, and they carried me across the line a lot of times, both of them in, in one game. They did a lot of the work there. So, look, I think that, um, that Stefan Diggs is, um, was, is a, you know, a, a top five, ten wide receiver. Him moving out um, is going to be hard. And like I said, Thielen's going to be the one that a lot of traffic, a lot of balls are going to be thrown his way, but he's going to get a lot of coverage. So, look, I think that um, the, the Packers are, are morals in this, in this conference. I think that they'll win this conference easily. And I think that once Nick Foles takes conference over... in the division? The, they'll win this... But then I'll say second will be the Chicago. Once Nick Foles takes over in Chicago, once he takes over, they will run second. Yeah, well, that's the other interesting thing, Chad, is Chicago, $4.50, probably a, a, a nice little price if you're a Bears fan because potentially Nick Foles comes in and we've seen yeah, championship winner, uh, Super Bowl MVP. We've seen what he can do, not just on the field, but inside that locker room. Yeah, look, there's no doubt uh, this is the storyline of the Bears uh, preseason. I think the fact that they've signed for, um, you know, or traded Nick for Nick Foles, um, brought him into the QB battle with um, Trubisky. And it, they're obviously not happy with Trubisky and what he's, you know, he's put out. They've declined his fifth-year option. They drafted him ahead of guys like Patrick Mahomes, um, they're not happy. You know, so it's going to be him or Foles. Dickie thinks it's going to be Foles. Foles is a Super Bowl winner, but hey, Trubisky's got a chance here. Um, and what we're hearing, it's going to be a genuine you know, competition over, over the offseason. So um, whoever does get jo- that job, I, I don't expect that QB to hold on to very long. To me, it seems like this is going to be a season where these guys are, are chopping and changing and in and out. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch NFC North. One of the uh, Tristan, who's from Top Sports uh, the Division, it's one of his favourite divisions because the betting between those two teams is always very, very tight. And then you've got Chicago as well. One of the better divisions in the NFL. Now it's time for you, Copes, to take centre stage. Uh, we've given you the new ball. It's time for you to pick your NFL MVP. Thanks to our friends at totsport.com today. You will get the best odds. They will bump this up. So I'm scrolling down. I'm expecting probably Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes from you, Copes. Yeah, look, Lamar Jackson's my obvious choice. Uh, but I thought I'd go a little bit left of centre. Um, someone that everyone is writing off. But if he was able to write the ship by himself, um, they signed Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I can sort of buy into it. David Johnson, they let their best receiver go is Deshaun Watson. Uh, and I know you're all going to laugh at me, but imagine. <laughs> oh. Imagine the odds. Oh. Is he throwing it to himself? I'll tell you what. Have you had any internet connection over the last few months? <laughs> Copes at all? Bill O'Brien, he's a smart cookie, mate. Bill O'Brien, you won't last the season. We all fell off our chairs <laughs> when that first DeAndre Hopkins is going. He's like, oh, yeah, of course he is. And we all <laughs> fell off our chairs. <laughs> Chad just said Bill O'Brien won't last the season. I'm with you. He's um, at $18 to Sean Watson. Unless he's going to do what uh, Mariota did in that playoff game and it's going to bounce off helmets and catch it himself and score 50 touchdowns, he will not win the MVP. Uh, $18 is too short, I'd say, but you will get the best odds at Top Sport. Tristan will <laughs> well, you could get $118 at TopSport.com. Hey, honestly, I expected him. Look, I'm going to reveal mine next week. and it's gonna, I'm, a, I'm a homer. I'm going to be all over um, the Saints, but... I was just surprised that he, he tried to justify it because he's such an astute analyst, Copes. You know, we've seen him in the summer. Yeah, we've seen him on the touchscreen. I thought he'd just have something real good. I thought he'd have the touchscreen behind him to reveal his... Yeah, well, we're, we're waiting for that when it comes out. He'll have to have a touchscreen <laughs> to analyse how the hell the Sean Watson will win MVP this year. But you can get $18. I'm sure Tristan, mate, they have to bump that up to $50, though, if he's going to win. Uh, Jump on and have a look to the NFL MVP uh, thanks to our friends at topsport.com.au, proud sponsors of the Moving the Chains podcast. Boys, uh, fan question time. Uh, probably uh, one that you know, Copes. You had a look from Testy Spice. Uh, nice name there from Phil Tierney. But uh, he's got a question for the boys tonight. More you, Copes. But how, uh, what keepers uh, do you have this year in your fantasy league? And how the hell did you get three first-round picks uh, in Phil's league? <laughs> Yeah, so this is my home league uh, that I've been playing now for seven years. We do keepers, trade draft picks. Um, it's, it's great fun. I, I'm with these guys talking on WhatsApp, uh, and I pulled off two trades this week, which I waited till I had one on the table before I accepted the other, uh, which netted me three first-round picks. Uh, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, fair to say the rest of the league wasn't so pumped. Um, but, yeah, I'm thrilled with that. And my keepers... I've got to make a couple of decisions, but it's likely going to be Aaron Jones in the sixth round uh, and then George Kittle, my man, my man crush uh, in the 11th round uh, of a 12-team league. So I'm pretty stoked with that. Yeah, it sounds like you're, uh, you're going to win again. You'll probably take our cash office again this year. Uh, we'll... It sounds like you're the banker in Monopoly. In yeah, pretty That's much. That's what I think. <laughs> sounds like the guy, it's usually be fun uh, calling the Olympics for a couple of months together, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, Chad, let's, well, well, we've got a bit of time tonight on the podcast. Uh, what's your advice when you're fantasy? What's the one thing you're looking for uh, early rounds or what's the sort of bit of tip that you've got to people out there? 
to come in and play fantasy. We're going to be running competitions uh, through the top sport later on this year. What's some of the things you look for or some of the tips for fantasy? Yeah, look, I think the number one thing is production, you know, output. What's this uh, player position? Is he a starter? What, what are his backups like? Um, how many carries? How many reps is he going to get? Um, yeah, they're all the things that you look at. And a, and a player that comes to mind for me, and I know we, we've just touched on the NFC North, but for the Packers, I think Devontae Adams is going to have a breakout year this year. You know, we've spoken about um, Aaron Rodgers and I guess he's, you know, the fact that they haven't drafted a, a, someone, you know, a wide receiver or a position player. So I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to rely on Devontae Adams a lot this year. So look for Devontae Adams' pro- to production to go extremely high. And I think it's going to be a message from Aaron Rodgers to the organization to say, hey, you haven't put any weapons around me. I'm just going to hit him all day, all day. So number one thing is production and how much output a player gets. What about you, Dickie? You're pretty successful in the leagues that we played alongside last year. I'll, I'll hold off on the champ in the middle. But uh, what about you, Nick? What do you look for? I mean, I like to hit the waiver wires. I think it's important to be, you know, pretty active on the waivers. I think um, everyone can sort of have your your stud players and, and your, your Mike Thomases and your DeAndre Hopkins and your and your big time receivers and running backs. But if you if you're pretty active and, and you've got your ear to the ground, um, you understand an injury reports. Um, oppositions, you can pick up some guys on the waivers there for two or three weeks, get some wins and some points out of them, then trade them to the dumbasses in the competition that don't know, uh, and get good players. <laughs> That's you. So I think it's important that I think um, I think waiver being on the waivers, look like I said, having your ear to the ground, getting on NFL.com and understanding teams and um, who's injured and who could be coming in. Look, James Connor was one that I picked up last year. Um, because of the Le'Veon Bell, you know, holdout two years ago. So, um, and Patrick Mahomes, he knew that he was going to take over from Alex Smith. I had him in my team. I kept him, and he was—he's been the star for the last two years. So, um, the waivers is, all, is the way that I sort of um, I go through the season. I've played the last two years, Copes, and probably a lot uh, more focused, yeah, in some competitions than others. Um, but I've enjoyed the, the waivers. Uh, I enjoy what Chad said. I'm starting to understand what to look for now. It does take a little while. So to strip it right back you know, to someone that you know, doesn't understand anyone past the, the Aaron Rodgers and all those kinds of guys, what tips do you look for or can you pass on so that we can get more people playing this great game of fantasy? Because I don't think Supercoach is great, but there's nothing like NFL fantasy and the way that they do it. And... I've really enjoyed getting to know more. Talking about waivers late at night. Talking about, okay, who's going to be backing that person up? Who are they playing? You know, all that kind of stuff that goes into it and manoeuvring that to be able to be successful. You've been the best at it last year and you've been the best in uh, rigging it this year in your family one. What are some of the tips for, for a learner to strip it right back? Yeah, thanks for that. Um, I, I would just say that the most important thing and the best thing I think about fantasy is getting to know everyone's roster and it's watching games. It's using your own eyeballs, not just uh, what's written out there. I mean, Google everything and try and learn about all the teams, but watch games and don't just rely on stats. Um, you know, it, it helps you say the Browns, for example, before the last two years, most people wouldn't, unless you're a fan, you wouldn't watch them play. Uh, but now Baker's there and Odell Beckham, but, 
when you play fantasy, you don't just know the superstars. You know the next guy. You know the backup running back. If Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt go down, who's the next guy that's going to be involved? And I think the reason why that's so important, particularly this year, is we don't know what the landscape's going to be like. Coronavirus can throw up, uh, and it's going to be the same in the NRL and the AFL. If something happens within one city or one hub, um, likely there's going to be mass casualties in terms of how many people contract the virus or at least how many people get tested and and they may well sit out an entire week. Um, So I think maybe just keep your eye and your ear to the ground and and work out, like Dickie was saying, who's going to be there this weekend, who played well last weekend, and just go for value. Um, The one draft tip I would say, don't draft these superstar quarterbacks early. Mm. Don't draft Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson in the first round just because they're the best quarterback. The late-round quarterbacks are where the value is because they all score better than running backs and wide receivers. So stack up on wide receivers and running backs early. Yeah, so I'll have to stop throwing darts at a dartboard trying to catch you blokes uh, off. Uh, That's been another (laughs) episode of Moving the Chains. Thanks to our friends at topsport.com today. Boys, uh, I know you're going to tease me about the Tom Brady jersey in the background. Unbelievable. It's a special one because... uh, 28, I'm a Saints fan and I don't have any other jerseys in basketball or anything like that, but... When they won 28, when they were 28-3 down, my mate, my best mate was over there. And I said, you've got wow. to get me one of those jerseys. So it's from the Super Bowl, that one. So um, I thought I'd put it up in the background, but I've got a Drew Brees one coming. So uh, that's moving the change. Thanks to our friends at topsport.com.au. Make sure you listen to those fantasy tips. They're very important. I'll have to go back and watch the show a couple of times to be able to make sure I can catch these blokes this year. But uh, have a good one, and we'll catch you next week.